Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Queen of Hearts podcast. I'm Heather Klug, registered dietitian with the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center. With me is Bethany DeBrew Adams, our health communications coordinator. Hi, Bethany. Hi, Heather. Now, we've mentioned before that February is heart month and that 80% of heart disease is preventable. But are there specific risks women need to look out for? And at what age are they showing up? Now, in one of our previous podcasts, we talked about a recent study that showed women are actually less aware of their heart disease risks than they were just 12 years ago. And that same study showed that young women in particular were among the least aware of their heart disease risks. Because women have heart disease risks throughout life, we wanted to highlight the issues seen by each age group. And to help us on this journey, we have a special guest joining us today, Dr. Patricia Galatska, cardiologist for Advocate Aurora Health. Welcome back to our show, Dr. Galatska. Thank you so much for this invitation. It's a great pleasure being here on this snowy and cold day today in February. And as you mentioned, Bethany, February is an American Heart Month, during which our nation is spotlighting heart disease. And essentially what we're doing is we're trying to raise awareness in the United States and as well as all over the world that heart disease is a number one killer in the United States, both for men and women. So therefore, it's very important to discuss it and sort of relate to each age group and to all of the women all over because we know that one in three women are diagnosed with heart disease annually and we know that uh, we need to put that spotlight on that and raise that awareness. Let's start with women in their 20s. According to a 2011 American Heart Association and American Stroke Association study, 9 in 10 Americans ages 18 to 24 believe they are living healthy lifestyles. Unfortunately, we know that the number who are actually living healthy lifestyles is lower. Dr. Galatska, what are 20-something women doing that puts their heart health at risk? Uh, fantastic question, Heather. We know that prevention starts very early in our life, and we know that the rise in heart disease among women is strongly associated with increase in risk factors, such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes. And we are also aware, as we spoke before, that heart disease kills more women in the United States than all forms of cancer combined. So very importantly, we have to start thinking about heart disease early on and acknowledge that it's not just older women who are at risk. We have learned from previous studies that despite overall decline in cardiovascular disease among women and men throughout, actually younger women have increased in heart disease, and it's important to acknowledge that. So from prior studies that were published, we have noticed that actually women are less active than men, even despite what you're telling us that most Americans think that they're having appropriate activity level. We have learned that specifically from centers of disease control, nearly half of American youths aged 12 to 21 years, both girls and boys, are not vigorously active on a regular basis. So it's extremely important to acknowledge that because our risk factors start on very early on, when we're children even, we start already developing plaque that we might not know about it based on our genetics. So it's important to address that earlier on or even in, or later on in our 20s. And we know that physical inactivity or sedentary lifestyle has 
has been linked to obesity, again, high blood pressure, diabetes, which eventually can lead to cardiovascular disease, such as heart attack, stroke, arrhythmias, or even heart failure. So the most important thing that I can say is there's a phrase, your body is a temple. So you have to start taking care of it very early on and control those risk factors even before the 20s, and especially when you are in your 20s. There are actually specific guidelines which tell us that we should be starting to check our cholesterol in our 20s, and we should address those risk factors as we go on. So Dr. Galatska, if you were going to give women in their 20s one main piece of advice to get themselves on a path toward good heart health for their whole life, what would you say they should definitely be doing? Women in their 20s should be focusing on prevention. They should be making several healthy decisions early in their lives that will help them prevent heart disease later on when they're older. They should strive to be active, exercise regularly, and maintain healthy weight, eat healthy as well. And we know that recommendations from American Heart Association and the American College of Sports of Medicines are for a healthy adult to achieve at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity exercise. So I would recommend be active, but be also aware of your risk factors that might be coming along. Okay, great. Now, moving on to women in their 30s, a 2017 Centers for Disease Control report found that for the first time, women in their 30s are giving birth at a higher rate than women in their 20s. I know that was true for me. That's when I had both my kids. (laughs) We know that pregnancy and childbirth can be thought of as a type of stress test for women's hearts. What does that mean and what are doctors looking for? Uh, Fantastic question, Heather. We know that pregnancy is a stress test for a woman. And the reason for it is because pregnancy is a dynamic process that is associated with significant physiological changes in our body, especially cardiovascular system. We know that during pregnancy, our bodies adapt in order to meet increasing metabolic demands, both for the mother as well as the baby or the fetus. And there's significant physiological changes which occur. And one of them, is essentially a significant increase in blood volume. So about 20 to 45% pre-pregnancy levels. Our plasma volume goes up as well. Our heart rate starts increasing by about 10 to 20 beats per minute, reaching maximum during the third trimester. And these changes lead to increase in cardiac output or the amount of work that our heart is doing. So it is putting a lot of stress on our bodies. When we are sort of exposed to the stress, certain things may come up. And there are certain women which may develop what we call adverse pregnancy outcomes. And these adverse pregnancy outcomes are preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, having a preterm birth before a 37th week of gestation, even pregnancy loss, intrauterine growth restriction which can actually occur in about 10 to 20% of all pregnancies. And all of these adverse pregnancy outcomes, which are essentially coming out because of the stress that our body can handle, are associated with about 1.8 to 4.0 fold risk of future cardiovascular disease. So it's very important that we are acknowledging these risk factors, which may present during pregnancy later on in life, because unfortunately, when women do develop these risk factors, which or sex-specific risk factors for them, like preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, they can go unnoticed for many, many years unless actually women start developing cardiovascular disease or, you know, have potentially may have a heart attack, stroke, or heart failure. So Dr. Galatska, given that some of these conditions that arise during pregnancy, like gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, eclampsia, or just even high blood pressure during pregnancy, 
if that does happen to women when they're pregnant, should they be doing something then after the pregnancy to take care of their hearts? Yes, Heather. Um, it's very important that women do follow up with a physician afterwards. It's actually recommended by the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology that women with these adverse pregnancy outcomes, as you've mentioned, or cardiovascular risk factors uh, should undergo cardiovascular risk screening within three months postpartum. Because, again, there are studies which have shown that women who have had preeclampsia or gestational diabetes develop more coronary calcifications or coronary plaque later on in life, which, again, can lead to potentially a heart attack or even worse. So I'd like to talk a little bit about SCAD or spontaneous coronary artery dissection. And for those who don't know, SCAD is a particular type of heart issue that doctors tend to see in younger women a lot of times after they give birth. So Dr. Galatska, what is SCAD really and why is it seen in these younger women? SCAD or spontaneous coronary artery dissection uh, refers to a heart attack, which results from essentially a spontaneous tear in the coronary artery. And coronary arteries are the vessels which supply blood and oxygen to the heart muscle and keep it strong. And the artery wall, um, we know that it has three layers. And when the tear occurs, there's a hematoma or a blood collection that develops in between these layers, which narrows the artery and can actually lead to a heart attack and sees blood flow going to the heart muscle. The typical SCAD patient is different from a typical female or a woman who has a lot of risk factors. A typical SCAD patient actually is a young, fairly healthy and active woman without the traditional risk factors, such as hypertension, hyperlipidemia, smoking, that would normally would be associated with a heart attack. And we know that women are actually the ones who develop SCAD more often than men. Um, according to studies that we have, about 87 to 95% of uh, SCAD patients are actually women. So that's a pretty large number. Yeah. Um, the mean age that they develop it that we know is about 44 to 53 years. But as you've mentioned, we also know that there's such thing as peri-pregnancy SCAD that uh, women can develop. And there are certain things have been studied that are sort of implicated in the sort of association with SCAD. And one thing that we've discovered so far, our research has shown that fibromuscular dysplasia is one of the diseases that can actually be associated with spontaneous coronary artery dissection. It's a condition that causes abnormal cell growth in the arteries. It can cause narrowing or can even cause tearing or um, in the artery walls. So women who have SCAD, they're usually screened for fibromuscular dysplasia. Usually there's involvement of essentially imaging from head to toe to look for abnormal arteries, both in the brain as well as in the neck, the belly, and everywhere else. And we know that sex hormones also have been implicated in the development of SCAD because we know that women who develop SCAD are also women who either have gone through pregnancies or especially it's much more common after uh, pregnancy, after delivery. So about 70% of women who develop SCAD during their pregnancy actually occur, it occurs postpartum, most commonly within the first week. The scary thing about this is that it is 
is a heart attack. And these women usually will have chest pain, but again, they will not have the typical risk factors. So it really, we really have to be on the lookout for SCAD when these women present uh, with chest pain, essentially, especially postpartum or during pregnancy. And we as physicians, uh, it's important to acknowledge that this exists. And there's still a lot of studies that need to be done where we need to figure out why is it happening more to women than men. But we also know that OSCAD can be associated with extreme physical or emotional stress preceding the events uh, based on the studies. So there's still a lot for us to learn, but it is important for us as women to, when we have chest pain, it's important for us to seek care and speak to our our physicians about it or uh, go to ER for further evaluation. Okay. And that's really good to know. Thank you. Finally, today, we want to talk about women in their 40s. We just talked a little bit about the red flags for heart disease that can develop during pregnancy. We are also seeing more women in their 40s having babies. Are there specific heart risks for these women that we don't see in younger moms? Great question, Heather. As you've mentioned before, our childbearing age is increasing over the last several years. And we define advanced maternal age as childbearing woman over 35 years of age or greater at the estimated time of delivery. And the last three decades have shown that women start having children even later in life, so in their 40s. Now, increasing age is one of the most important risk factors for cardiovascular disease that unfortunately we are not able to control. Therefore, we have to do everything else in our power um, to control our other modifiable risk factors over which we have control. Women who are older tend to have more traditional risk factors, as we know. So women may have already high blood pressure, high cholesterol, maybe obese, which puts them at increased risk of developing heart disease in the future. And as we discussed previously, um, normal pregnancy is a stress test for a woman's body, during which time there's a significant increase in, as we said, cardiac output, blood volume, heart rate. And even further, the changes that occur, there's a uterine artery, which undergoes massive remodeling, allowing for a large increase in blood flow to developing a fetal placental unit. Therefore, our bodies need to be able to accommodate for that. And unfortunately, when we are older, normal adaptations may be altered, leading to adverse cardiovascular outcomes such as preeclampsia, gestational diabetes even preterm birth or intrauterine growth restrictions, as we spoke before. So all of these significantly contribute to maternal and neonatal morbidity. Therefore, it is very important for us to be aware of any risk factors that we have if we are pregnant in our later on in our life and make sure we control those risk factors to our best ability and we discuss these with our doctors. So Dr. Galatska, we've discussed this in previous podcasts, but it bears repeating here. The 40s also tends to mean perimenopause for most women. So what heart risks do we see increasing with kind of these perimenopausal changes that women start having? Thank you so much for this question. So in our 40s, uh, women do start becoming perimenopausal, and perimenopause can last up to one to three years, eventually leading to menopause, which means that there are hormonal changes which begin to occur in a woman's body. There's a loss of ovarian hormones, especially estrogen, resulting in metabolic changes, which can lead to increase in heart disease. Due to estrogen deficiency, women develop vasomotor symptoms such as hot flashes and night flashes, and these vasomotor symptoms are 
actually more common in overweight women. And there's actually a link between many of these symptoms happening for a long time and cardiovascular disease risk in the future. So because of these hormonal changes, there's also other things which come on and there's essentially women start to experience a lack of sleep, sleep disturbances, as well as which has been actually linked to metabolic syndrome and even increased anxiety and depression, which also have been linked to poor cardiovascular outcomes. So there's a lot of changes which are happening in these perimenopausal stage and eventually leading to menopause. So it's very important for us to acknowledge these changes and take control of them and make sure that we, especially during that time, acknowledge the risk factors that we have and take charge of them. The metabolic changes that occur during perimenopause and menopause uh, due to loss of estrogen are increase in adipose visceral fat deposition in the abdomen and abdominal cavity. So women should be aware of their waist circumference. There's changes in their cholesterol levels which are occurring. So there's increase in the bad cholesterol, the LDL, triglycerides, and our good cholesterol decreases the age. HDL at that time. Women also develop insulin dysregulation, re- leading to increased insulin resistance and decrease in insulin secretion, as well as endothelial dysfunction, which increases their blood pressure and sympathetic tone. So altogether, um, these things accelerate cardiovascular risk. So it's very important, again, to discuss these with your doctor and acknowledge that these changes are occurring during that time. Well, this was definitely a lot of excellent information for all the younger women out there. Certainly doesn't sound fun, all these changes that happen in our bodies as we get older, but the awareness is certainly very important. So thank you for that, Dr. Galatska. Now, next time we will be discussing heart health risks for women in their later years, and Dr. Galatska will be joining us again for that conversation. If you're listening to us on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Carignan's Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.carignancenter.org. Like us on Facebook at Center and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, so and be sure to tell us. Until next time, be ruler of your own heart.